Yeah, we take, I take this opportunity to really express our gratitude to you, our brothers and sisters at the Kings. Uh, thank you very much because of your uh, love and generosity, uh, which has uh, gone beyond our expectations. You've been able to stand with us during a very difficult moment. The COVID-19 uh, has badly affected our country, and it's, it's been a joy every time I've spoken to Pastor Jim. And so, Jim, I want to really say thank you so much because of your wonderful leadership and the way you've been able to mobilize your brother, our brothers and sisters uh, at the Sussex King's Church who have been able to really rise to the occasion and have been able to once again express their love and generosity in helping us to uh, touch lives during this very difficult time. So on behalf of Frida and the many, many families that are benefiting from your uh, goodwill in terms of giving, I really want to register our thanks this day. We, we feel, I mean, really longing uh, to come and see you. Uh, this is something that is really right on top of our agenda. Frida and myself keep on praying for you all. Uh, of course, we know there are many people who have not been able to see us uh, because we get to hear the good news of um, the growth, the development, the new phases. Uh, Pastor Jim has kept us uh, posted, but also our friends, the Sea Kenya team, uh, when, they, when we're together here, we, catch, we try to catch up and we can hear of um, amazing good things that are taking place uh, at the Kings. And so there is that longing uh, that, you know, it's not long before we can be able to come in person and really be able to be with you. Behind me here is two flags, uh, which is a clear display of um, a relationship that God started many years back uh, when we visited you under the invitation of Pastor Jim. And God, in his own way of doing things, knitted our hearts. And that relationship has grown uh, from just Pastor Jim and his leadership. And now we're talking of many families uh, that have uh, joined Daktari and Rachel uh, during the Sea Kenya trips. And the relationship has become an amazing relationship. We've been able to benefit immensely from our friendship. And so the UK flag and Kenyan flag is just to remind us, really, of our partnership and our friendship in the Lord Jesus. Uh, Pastor Jim has been able to mention to me that you've been considering Acts chapter number 2, uh, beginning from verses 42. And it's great when all of a sudden uh, uh, we pastors really fall in love with Acts because I think uh, Acts is really the formation. It's the early formation of uh, the church, the continuation of ministry and missions. And so chapter number two is a, a very powerful uh, chapter because it's clear the Holy Spirit is helping the early believers to be able to identify some of the most important pillars. And so with your permission, I will not concentrate so much on the other devotion, the other bits that have been mentioned in the name of they devoted, but I will just read that one so that we can be able to refresh ourselves and we can be able to flow and knowing that Pastor Jim and the leadership has been able to look into uh, the other bits. Uh, today I will concentrate just to look into the, how the early church devoted themselves to prayer. But the Bible says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. 
I think these are the four major pillars which a New Testament church should not miss. And that is the teaching of the uh, apostles, the, the apostles' teaching, the doctrine of the apostolic doctrine, which is massive. I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to deal, deal with that because someone else has already done that. The importance of fellowship, uh, the breaking of bread, and prayer. Now, this day I want to look into devotion of prayer. Devoted, they devoted themselves to prayer. And uh, the background in which these devotions are coming in, uh, like we know, it's not long before the church gets into serious persecution and everything else. And so there is a, an expectation from the apostles that the believers will not forget the statement, devote yourself to this. And so it's clear that uh, when we look into the Old Testament and look to the New Testament, uh, the, 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 the place of prayer has been given an op a, a very high preeminence and pr prominence uh, because of the importance prayer is to the believers in the Old Testament, but also believers in the New Testament. Now, the Bible, when the Bible talks about they devoted themselves to prayer, I would like to mention a few things that I would like, as I share with us, I don't want us to forget. Number one, uh, it is uh, when we talk about they devoted themselves to prayer, which is uh, like we're saying again, it's something that needs to be happening with a New Testament church in this generation, in this uh, time and hour, is that we're talking of love and be loyal to prayer. That we've got to reach a point where we've got believers who love and are loyal to the act of prayer. And I think when we're talking about they devoted themselves to prayer, and even when we are looking to provoking the passion of prayer among ourselves, what are we talking about? We're talking about helping the believers to love and be loyal to prayer. I don't want you to forget that. As you think through the different ways in which you can uh, uh, understand the act of prayer, I don't want us to forget when we say the early believers, the early church, as the, the church was being uh, built and as the, the early days of the early church were being, uh, uh, you know, like Jesus is helping the apostles to be able to form and, and to be able to give the presidents of how the local church should look like, a New Testament, the act of devotion to prayer was highly mentioned. And so what we're talking about there is that they sh we've got to reach a point where we love and we are loyal to prayer. And that is my uh, prayer this morning or whatever time it is when you're watching this uh, 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 video which has been recorded all the way in Kenya. Uh, remember that the devotion to prayer is also equates to uh, having an attitude that shows clearly that we love and we are loyal to prayer. I also do not want us to forget that when we are thinking about devotion to prayer, number two, it's that we, we must display, we must be proud. You know, the, the, the early church here, when it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, it's that this devotion is not something in the heart. It's not just something that we, we just know inside, but it's a display. One, some of the moments that I've loved in my own church here, it's our display of prayer. We, we love prayer sessions. I, I, I just love it when I see this building with hundreds and hundreds of people, and they display an act of prayer. So it's love and belong to prayer. Number two is display that devotion. We've got to reach a point where we're not 
afraid. We're not, we're, we're not ashamed to, to let the world know, to let our neighbors know, to let our families know that we display. We are loyal to the act of prayer, and we, are, we, we love prayer. We are loyal to this act of prayer, but we also are very happy to show, to display that devotion. Number three, the other thing that this, I'm just creating a foundation and then I'll speak into it not long from now. It is prayer. Many times the reason why prayer has become a burden is because people have not displayed, have not taken the attitude of prayer as a joyous habit. I don't want you to forget that. It is possible to pray. You can see many times when Paul is praying to the churches that he had started or helped to start, uh, friends that he had connected with, we, we hear him saying, as I pray for, I pray for you with joy. The, the, the prayer, the act of prayer, we must not look to prayer as a punishment. We must never look to prayer as uh, something which is a burden. We've got to have prayer as a joyous habit. And I, I just love my moments of prayer. I, I pray with a lot of joy. Even the moments when I'm speaking in tongues, there is joy in my heart because I have been given an opportunity to engage with the creator of the universe. I, I, am, I, am, I am in his presence, and therefore his presence gives me a lot of delight and joy. So number, element number three is prayer as a joyous habit. But number, number four, we've got to know every time we begin to pray, whether it is in our homes or whether it is during those corporate moments or whether we are whether preparing our meals behind, you know, at, in our kitchen, or whether we're driving, whatever time it is that we begin to pray, we've got to know and believe that prayer actually changes things. This is a great thing for us to know that the reason why I'm praying is because I know as I pray, my prayer will change things. I mean, I don't know any people on this world who know the importance of prayer more than us Kenyans. I'm just thinking about 2007, just giving an example. All of a sudden, a disputed election we almost saw this country burning. And at Kambak Christian Center, besides us being on TV and speaking through the various TV programs, the Lord helped us so much as a congregation to pray continuously. And we prayed knowing that every time we were praying, that our prayer will change, will change things. And actually, uh, a country that was almost heading to the dogs was, was salvaged, was saved by the prayers of believers. So we pray knowing and believing that prayer actually changes things. And finally, one of the most other things that I would like to underline in my opening remarks regarding devoted to prayer is that prayer, on the basis of the four things I've just shared, uh, therefore means we must never postpone prayer. You know, this is terrible. I mean, we've heard of stories. We've heard of sons and daughters who are running away, running away from God. And we, we've heard stories of how all of a sudden, uh, you know, an, an, an unction came into the heart of this person and they started to pray for their family. And all of a sudden, what happens? During the time they were praying, something very dangerous was about to happen. And you can find that even in the case of people like Peter, they are in jail, and the believers who are gathered in the house, they did not postpone prayer. They prayed, and that particular time they were praying, a miracle was taking place in the prison. I really want to say this. Prayer should never be postponed. 
We must never reach a point where we think this way. The prompting of the Holy Spirit has come upon us and we feel a heaviness in our hearts of wanting to pray. Let's never postpone because you don't know what your prayers can be able to do. I, I have had testimonies of, like I said again, sons and daughters that have been given to drug addicts and uh, criminal act activities, but praying moms somewhere, and they're just praying and seeking God. They don't even know where their sons are because they ran away from home. But because of their prayers, something miraculous happens. So devotion, devoted to prayer, has got these about five points as we look deeper into what I feel God is laying on my heart to consider with us as we build into uh, this wonderful subject that Pastor Jim and his teams uh, of leadership took about the four devotions. So devoted to prayer, number one, we've said you've got to love and be loyal to prayer. You've got to love and be loyal to prayer. It's not something that we just do and then we say to ourselves, I think someone else is doing it. We've, as individuals, Christian individuals and believers, we've got to love and be loyal to prayer. We must never be ashamed of displaying that devotion. They were not in the early church, they were not. I mean, you find many, many times, even when the Holy Spirit comes upon them, they, they expressed, they displayed what they were feeling. And you can see the miracle that took place because many people from different nationalities and areas were able to hear what Peter was saying. We've got to reach a point where prayer is never viewed or taken as a burden or as a weight. We've got to reach a point where we pray joyfully. It must be a habit, and I'm calling it that way. Prayer as a joyous habit. Paul is many, many times, what is he? You can see, and when he's praying joyfully, it does not mean that there are no problems. There were problems. But Paul was very happy to be able to say, every time I pray for you, I pray with joy. And number four, we've said knowing and believing that prayer changes things. I don't know how much I can be able to put an emphasis on this one. Prayer changes things. I am standing here as a result, and I have, my life has been a life of miracles because prayer has been part of my life. I love prayer and I've seen things changing because of prayer. I've ended up having this attitude in me that anytime I speak to God, something must happen. And that is the reason why I have kept on making this uh, statement wherever I travel around the globe, that when Kenyans pray, things happen or things change. But finally, is may God help us never to postpone the act of prayer. We've also, the reason why I am also feeling excited in my heart is uh, just knowing prayer is an act of communion with our Heavenly Father. You know, this is important. We love engaging with the people we love. We love engaging with our spouses. We love engaging with the people we work with in the offices and other places. We love talking to our kids. We love engaging as a, as a, as a society. The same, the same, we've got to be thinking that prayer gives us an opportunity to commune, to commune with our, our Heavenly Father. And uh, the Word of God now, very quickly, I would like to help us read something that has been uh, helping me a lot and is a, an amazing, amazing uh, uh, scripture which has been speaking to myself strongly from the book of uh, Colossians, chapter number 4, and beginning from verses number 2. The Bible here says, devote yourselves to prayer. Devote, don't forget in the earlier verses uh, of uh, 
I mean, in the chapter number two of Acts, and the chapter, verse number 42, it says how the early church devoted themselves to prayer. We come again, and what we see, we see the same thing here, is being quoted again in Colossians chapter number four, and beginning from verse number two devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Verse three, and pray for us. This is uh, Paul and his teams valuing prayer. They know that even in the opportunities of preaching the good news of Jesus Christ, that the, although the calling is upon them and they've got the anointing and everything that, that goes with it, they knew that without prayer, there will be no breakthrough. Doors will not be opened up. He says, and pray for us too, that God may open doors for our message so that we may be able to proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray, verse 4, that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. And I really want to say very, very strongly that we've got to reach a point where we continue devoting ourselves to prayer. Philippians chapter number 4 and verses 4 to 7. I like what Paul again is writing in, uh, is helping the believers in this particular uh, 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 situation to know regarding prayer. Uh, let me just quickly quote it and then we carry on. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all that the Lord is near. Verse number 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer. Prayer was essential to the apostolic message, to the apostolic teaching, to the apostolic way of life. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petitions, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So here we are, given an opportunity to do what? Because many times we, are op we feel pressure. Uh, it does not matter which country you come from. It does not come matter which uh, situation you belong to. It does not matter how much wealthy or poor you are. I mean, we've got live issues that burden us. And Paul is clever. God is helping him to know. But in every situation, by prayer and petitions, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now, one of the other scriptures that really has been speaking to me very strongly is in the book of James, chapter number 4, 2 and 3, which is telling us something. We, sometimes we are missing, and the reason is not because what we are missing is not there. It's because we do not know the importance of asking. God is waiting. Matthew, chapter number 7 and verse 7. Ask it shall be given. You know, this is all geared towards devotion, devoted to prayer. We've got to know that it is possible for us to be missing. And the reason is not because what we need is missing. It's because we have not asked. Or if we have asked, unfortunately, we have asked wrongly so that we can be able to consume it at, uh, for, uh, uh, you know, in, in the wrong way, for the wrong pleasure. I want to finish this day by calling upon us and saying, look here, the time has come for us to be what? To be devoted to prayer. Just like we are devoted to the teachings of the apostles. Just like we value our fellowship. Just like we value the breaking of bread and the different expressions in the way we express our Christianity. The time has come, brothers and sisters, for us to be devoted to prayer. For us to say prayer 
is the, is the epic, epic center where we all gather and we know as we engage with God and as we present our request to Him, as we make our petitions known to Him, we will, we're giving God an opportunity to begin to do what God alone is able to do. I've loved speaking to you and I once again want to say thank you very much because of our friendship. We're looking forward to visiting you uh, when God provides, gives us the opportunity. Uh, Pastor Jim, you, mo you know how much you're loved at Kambaka Christian Center and all of you, our brothers and sisters who are part of Sea Kenya, a big welcome. Let's continue to help many people in this country through the skills and the gifting that God has given all of you. But let's, let me emphasize once again, it is God is looking for people who can be able to pray. And as long as there is somebody praying, there is the God of heaven to answer. God bless you and be with you.